Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. What is going on, everyone? Sorry about that. Clicked a little bit early out of the intro. Uh, just got excited to get into this chat. How's it going to everyone in chat? Spy Nick Danger. I'll be red and gold. Jan, how's it going? Jan already throwing the score prediction. 24-21 Niners. Uh, Jan also with A-Yo. So what is up, everyone in chat? Sorry I cut the intro off a little bit early. What's up, Forktal? How's it going? But I just really wanted to get into this. And of course, it's Thursday, which means live Q&A. So I'm looking forward to interacting with all of you. Fill up chat with all of your questions, all of your comments. Let's just have a fun conversation. Let's get into this. 49ers versus Eagles. What an interesting matchup. Been putting out a lot of content you know, throughout the week. Let me know if there's something in there you want to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to getting into talking 49ers football because... I mean, this is this is what you look forward to as a fan. And what's up, Lou? How's it going? Uh, you look forward to these matchups, 49ers, you know, versus a opponent that is a worthy opponent. And it doesn't get more worthy than the Philadelphia Eagles. They are fantastic on both sides of the ball. Now, the difference between a worthy opponent and a you know and being scared. I mean, there there's a lots of you know people that are peddling the 49ers can't beat um you know, this Eagles team. And I don't believe that. I think the 49ers can beat this Eagles team if they play good football. Of course, you can't play a bad football game, lack in execution, you know, and, you know, and be undisciplined and win against a team like the Eagles. But uh, just as you can be prone to having a mistake or making some bad plays, so can the Eagles. So, I mean, both teams still have to go out there and play the game. You still have to have the battle between the two squads. But it's going to be fantastic. I mean, anytime you start talking about the matchups of, you know, uh, you know, Bosa versus that offensive line that they're going to have over there. I mean, Jordan Maialata is a freaking beast. And then Lane Johnson 
is gutting out an injury, literally gutting it out, having an abdomen injury. Uh, but he's out there and he's trying to compete and play every single snap. So those matchups are going to be interesting. Mr. Corey, what's up? Mr. Corey says, we're winning by three. I like the prediction. Uh, there you go. And KNDR says, hey, Ant, think you can suspend Jay Hill after he picked the Eagles? Uh, I probably should. And, you know, there there was people very upset with Jay Hill for his selection of the Eagles by a score of 27-24. I wasn't a fan of it either. And this is something now everyone gets to see a little look into my life or what I deal with on a daily basis dealing with Jay Hill is sometimes he says it's it's a you know it's it's complete fandom if you pick your team all the time. I don't think that's the case. I think the 49ers are a team that can win. So uh Jan says you're not wrong, my guy. That's how I feel. Uh, when I say that the 49ers are going to win, that I'm not wrong. So, yeah, I mean, Jay Hill is definitely up for suspension. I think that is something that should and probably you know, could happen if they win. If the 49ers win, which I, I think they can, I think they're going to, uh, the next week's Ant Hill show should be really fantastic because uh, I'm about to lay into that guy. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Spy Nick Danger. Oh, by the way, Forktall says 22-29 ers Ooh, nice and tight and close. That's going to be a nail biter. Uh, ooh, I'll make sure to not clip my fingernails before that one. So I have a little bit of nibbling to do because that one's tight. Heart health will be on full test on that one. Uh, get your blood pressure machines out early. Uh, Spinic Danger says it at Ant. Do you think being underdogs versus Eagles keeps the Niners sharp in this game? Um, I think what it does is, you know, I mean, you don't have to get up. You don't have to get motivated. When you're playing in playoffs, you are... You know, you just want to win. You want to play your best. It's the it's motivation factor is already there. Um, so I don't think that you know overall being an underdog, you know, puts you in a different category. But I think what it can do is put you over the top a little bit. Uh, so even though I don't think it motivates you, I think it can give you a little extra oomph coming into that game where you're like, okay, I'm gonna show you. And I think that's some of the mindset the 49ers are gonna have, but. I think the 49ers fully know exactly who they are as a team. They know what their strengths and weaknesses are. They are unflappable. And I think, you know, they've proven it. And like Jan is saying, 12 straight uh, win, uh, here we come. Um, they've been dominating, you know, for a long time, uh, winning a lot of games. And and I think that they've went through every single circumstance. They've faced, you know, they face crowds. They face great defenses. They face great offenses. And they've been able to overcome them all. So, uh, I mean, being an underdog is probably something that they, they don't really care to be. They're probably not even thinking about it too much overall, actually. Uh, I believe Red and Gold says, if you think we don't have the best squad in the NFL, then you don't know football. Uh, they're fantastic. I think these two teams, 49ers, Eagles, are two of the top rosters in the entire NFL, top to bottom. Uh, it's it's really going to be fun. And the skill players for each team uh, match up pretty pretty good with you know the, the other defense um, it's it's one of those things where there's not a lot of give and take. There's not a lot of matchups where you feel like you, you know, for either side have a huge advantage. You know, I've been able to target some, you know, and when I put out my video about, you know, five, um, you know, ways to exploit the Philadelphia Eagles defense, you know, with the 49ers offense, uh, you know, I went into some of those and there, there are ways on offense. There's ways on defense. I just finished doing my scouting report video, um, and I have not put it out yet. So it's not on Patreon yet. I'm going to get that out. But I just finished recording it before we went live. And I'll be honest, I think the Giants could have played better. Uh, did it, some of it was Eagles. I mean, the Eagles did a good job. Of course, execution is fantastic. But 
Um, I've seen avenues that if they present those same opportunities to the 49ers, I expect the 49ers to win in those situations. So I'm I'm even more hopeful and more excited about this game because I've seen avenues the 49ers can take advantage of. Uh, so I'm I'm good. I'm good that with that. Fourth call says I'm becoming more and more concerned as the week goes. That's what's interesting. I'm actually becoming more and more relaxed as the week goes. Uh, as I've gotten deeper into the film, as I've been breaking it down, I've been finding these matchups. I'm feeling more confident in how the 49ers match up with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I don't think this is I'm with you guys on this is going to be a really close game. I'm with you. Um, but I think the 49ers can pull it off. I really do. Um, I, you know, I, I was on John Chapman's Patreon uh, yesterday, you know, and we were talking about it. And, you know, the, the Eagles have been like a bear the entire season. They've been that one, that grizzly that everyone's afraid of. But the 49ers are a gorilla. I mean, they're they're coming in. They ain't scared. They're beating their chest, and they're going to come in there and go after this bear. It's going to be a huge matchup. It's going to be tough. I, I just I just think the 49ers can get it done. So I'm getting more relaxed. I don't know why that's the case. Maybe that's the old coach in me is the more I got confident in, in the game plans and what I was looking at, the more comfortable I got with, you know, playing the team. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think I'm getting more confident, but I understand that there's some concern. Mr. Croy says, I love my 49ers over 30 years, but I didn't think we were beating Kansas City earlier this season. Uh, I I honestly thought that one was going to be tough. You know, I thought that was going to be a tough matchup. Um, I was interested in what was going to happen with Christian McCaffrey, but we were dealing with a lot of injuries at that time when we played Kansas City, and, you know, it was on display. Lou says, who on the D-line is going to be inactive? It's probably going to be Drake. I mean, I think Drake Jackson will be inactive again. Um, we'll see, though, because I think they're going to want to stop the run so they're going to want to have T.Y. McGill to be able to, you know, help contain, you know, the defensive interior run. Um, They do need speed on the outside. But, I mean, with Drake, he's just not a three-down edge rusher right now. Uh, I think he's going to be the guy that's inactive. I mean, it could always be Charles Aminahue, but I don't expect that. I think it's going to be Drake Jackson. I think that's just how the four yards are going to play it because they're playing these teams that can run the football. And the... Eagles are bullish about it. They'll just keep running it. Even if it's not being highly successful, they'll keep running it. Um, D. Will says, close games are fine as long as it's Robbie Gold making the game-winning field goal. Uh, well said. Well said, D. Will. And JLE got his merch in. All right. I'm glad you liked it, uh, JLE. I, I, the merch is, is, is fun, and uh, I hope you're able to sport it and get it out there and uh, enjoy it. And um, I hope you like it. I always like the way it feels, so um, I know that's really important. That's one of the reasons... I go through and I order a lot of the stuff to make sure it's, you know, high quality and everything. I don't want to, you know, have guys out, have people out there wearing stuff that they, you know, they don't like or fades right away or anything like that. Lou says it's all about no turnovers. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, and the turnover battle has for both these teams has been interesting. The 49ers are plus 16 on the season. That's including playoffs. The Eagles are plus nine. The Eagles turn over the football a little bit more than the 49ers and don't cause as many turnovers. So uh, 49ers are kind of ahead in both categories. So I think it'll be okay. And Fort Cross says, I hope Omenihue isn't distracted, affected by the drama this week. We need him. Yeah, I don't know what his mindset's going to be. I don't know the status of the situation. I haven't really gotten into it a whole lot. Um, the only thing I know is, you know, what Kyle Shanahan said, they've investigated. They're not willing to throw him out of the team right now. Um and so I think that as far as that, I don't know what happened in that room between these two individuals. And until they release more information, I'm just really not going to get into it. I just know that, you know, uh, Kyle and John, they are upstanding people. And I believe that they will do the right thing no matter what. And that's what I'm going to count on. 
Um, and until we know more, I just, I mean, I don't even think it's a place for me to comment on it too much. Um, Jan says, my bold prediction is Hertz throws three INTs. Woo! If he throws three INTs, the 49ers are winning this game. Uh, that, that's just a, a fact. And what's up, Paul? How's it going? Says, hey, Ant, how does the front seven uh, Eagles compare to the Cowgirls uh, front seven speed-wise? It's actually not even close, Paul. It's not even close. Uh, the Eagles are not as fast as the Cowboys. The Eagles do have a couple of fast players. Josh Sweat's pretty fast. Hassan Reddick is extremely quick. But the 40 yards aren't going to be caught off guard by Hassan Reddick because they played against him in Arizona. So they know who he is. They know how he rushes the passer. They know how they've attacked him before. Uh, so speed-wise, Dallas extremely faster. On the interior, a lot of times Dallas faster, too, with Demarcus Lawrence and players like that. So um, speed-wise, it's the nod of Dallas. Uh, I think as far as technique, uh, skill, um, you know, as far as strength, that that's where it goes the way of the Eagles. Uh, so this is one of those times where if you can get the Eagles moving horizontally, uh, you can wear them down. The toss plays, um, the, the, the outside zone plays, those things are the things you want to do against the Eagles to create lanes to run the football. Where with Dallas, you kind of ended up having to go directly at them. So I do think it's a different category between the two. Uh, and so it's it's a different matchup. And even in the secondary, Cowboys a lot faster than Philadelphia's secondary. WTM with the Super Chat. Thanks so much, WTM. Says, if if the Eagles can't run, how do they score 28? Uh, if they can't run the football, they're not scoring 28. Um, because it, by saying they, can't, they, they don't run the football, that means you also limited Jalen Hurts. And I think Hurts is going to have to have a big game for them to be able to, on the ground, for them to be able to score, you know, 24 plus points in this game. If he is able to get on the outside and extend pl extend plays, extend drives with third down, first downs, then they're going to have they're going to be able to have some success uh, and they could probably put up close to 28 points. But if you limit Miles Sanders and Gainwell and those guys and then you slow down Jalen Hurts, I don't think they can score 28. I think they're going to have a tough time at that point to get 20. Uh, because once you make a team one-dimensional, you can kind of pin your ears back and go after them. And I saw in the scouting report video, you guys can go check that out on Patreon. I'll, I'll probably have it up either tonight or tomorrow. So when it goes, uh, check it out. Is when he saw pressure, it didn't even mean that they were going to get home. He bailed early. Uh, and when that happened, he, he didn't always have the best throws. So I think that's something to remember is, is bringing pressure, even if it means bringing an extra guy, could be important. Uh, Golden Dragon says, Philadelphia Eagles defensive line is elite along with their secondary. Very little weaknesses, if any. You're right. There's not a lot of weaknesses. Their, their defensive line is fantastic. Their secondary is really good. But they do have a secondary weakness. Um, Blankenship. I mean, that's the thing. They've been having Reed Blankenship playing free safety. And he is a liability in coverage. Uh, when he gets matched up in an area out in zones and they'll use him to take away flats or hook to curl and receivers can take advantage of him. And I pointed out in the Giants film, the Giants don't have the best receivers, uh, but they were able to you know, get that done. So I think it, I think he's going to be okay. I, I do. I think he's going to be, I think they're going to be okay against that secondary. They're going to be able to take away, uh, take advantage of blanket chip. And then with Kaiser white, the linebacker, that's another one. So is there a lot of weaknesses on the Eagles? No, but there are a couple that you can take advantage of. Uh, so we'll see, you know, and that's the thing. Brandon Ayuk last year did a pretty good job against Slay on the outside. He was able to win some of those one-on-one -on -one matchups. 
Uh, Mr. Corey says, I'd be a lot more confident if Emmanuel Mosley was playing. I'm with you. I mean, that would that would make me feel good. The good news is Diomero Lenore played him last year and did pretty good against Devontae Smith. He did get beat deep with a big one, you know, down the, the field by Quant, uh, Quez Watkins. But still, I mean, he, he was a rookie, and he, he did pretty good in that game uh, overall. I mean, were there the big plays? Of course. But uh, he's been a lot different than then. JLE says Niners by six. I like that. Uh, Mr. Corey says Drake Jackson could help run down Hurts like he was, uh, like he did Mariota in the Atlanta game. You're right. That is one area where he could be helpful. Uh, he could also be helpful batting down passes. Here's the problem. He's not great at setting the edge. So are you only playing him on third down? If you're only playing him on third down, then you lose the rotation on early downs. And right now the 40 yards are going to need those edge guys that are going to be able to help on those early downs. I mean, you got to you got to give Bosa rest. You got to give Ebucom rest. Uh, you know, they they want to keep Kerry Hyder on the inside. So that's something to remember as Drake's inefficiencies on um second and first and second down are what's struggling to help him get on the field. I think next year he'll be really good at it and then his athleticism will be able to help the Niners a lot. Um, and I would love for him to be chasing down Hurts. I just, I don't see it. I think they're going to want good rush lanes from their guys that are out. Jelly says, thinks Aminahu may be the inactive one, not because of skill, but more of a punishment, which sucks. Um, he is dealing a little bit with the oblique too. I mean, he's been limited in practice. I think if they were going to make him inactive, they would already have said it. I think they just would have already have done it um, and cleared things up because then they wouldn't have the questions and all those things. So I don't know. I just I, I do have a feeling he's going to be able to play. And traffic says, "What up, TCC? How's it going, traffic? Welcome to chat." And um, Paul says, "It's very nice to know that we have a front office that will deal honestly and respectfully with these type of situations." I'm with you. Uh, it's a tough situation to be in. It, it really is a tough situation, you know, for for everyone involved. Um, this, of course, is Brandon Graham has got to be 50 now. He's older. They do have some older defensive linemen that could pay off for the 49ers when we get to third quarter, fourth quarter. You know, are those guys going to be able to hold up? Because even some of the backups, Linville Joseph and Dominican Sue, uh, those guys are older as well. So um, there's not as much tread on the tires with those guys early on in the game. They're going to be game records. I still worry about Hargraves the, the most. I mean, that dude's a, a monster against the run, against the pass. Uh, he can just, I mean, he can create any sort of penetration you know, with his quickness and power. So that's going to be tough, especially for Jake Brendel and those guys on the interior. Last year, Alex Mack and Daniel Brunskill, uh, they had some they had some problems with those guys on the inside. Uh, Spy Nick Danger says, and after fall, failing to stop the run versus the Bears, do you think D'Amico shows he has an answer versus the Eagles? Well, I think, first off, when you're, when you're playing a guy like Justin Fields, um, He's spectacular. I mean, there, there's not very many guys who can run the football as good as Justin Fields in this league. I would actually say, as far as legs go, he's more dynamic than Jalen Hurts. Hurts uh, has a better throwing game, better passing game, better arm. You know, probably an equal arm, but he's just more accurate and all that. That's interesting. Um, but I think I think D'Amico has figured it out. You know, I think they understand what it takes to stop a running quarterback, but running quarterbacks have given the 49ers fits in the past and even this season, Marcus Mariota, Jared Stidham. Um, but you've seen the way they handled Dak Prescott. They stayed in their rush lanes, didn't let him out very often. Uh, this is one of those games where you want to leave Jalen Hurts in the pocket and make him beat you there. Um, does that put pressure on your secondary? Yeah, it does. 
Uh, your secondary is going to have to hold up for a long time. Uh, but your defensive line, it's more important to put pressure on him, um, but keep him in the pocket than it is to get a sack. Sacks are killers, and they got to Jalen Hurts last year. It's not going to be easy, but um, yeah, they can do it. And Jan says, Brock that like button. Thank you so much. Daly says, thinking we target the middle of the field, pick on the Eagles linebackers and safeties. I think that's, you know, it's a good plan. And if you can get them moving horizontally to try to stop the run, uh, then that's going to open up, you know, those horizontal windows for you to be able to throw the football. And that's what Kyle likes to do. Uh, getting play action established where you can get those linebackers either biting, you know, towards you or being able to go to the set to the side, right or left, uh, will open up those windows to be able to complete the passes. The New York football giants were able to do it last week. Uh, I illustrated that on the scouting report video. That's going to be on Patreon. You can see that if you have Patreon, but there are avenues to be able to beat this Eagles defense. They're aggressive. They take chances. Um, they're a good football team, but if there are, there are ways to beat them. They're not unflappable. They're not unbeatable. There's not places you can't attack them. I mean, the same way you could say the same thing about the 49ers. That's why it comes to execution. But when you're targeting weaknesses, the middle of the field is definitely a weakness for them. Um, and that the linebackers and safeties and not like the linebackers are bad. They're not. I mean, they're good. But when you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles overall defensively, uh, Edwards is great. Reddick is a good pass rusher. Uh, but, you know, Kaiser White is the guy. I mean, he's he's the target. Now, another thing to keep in mind is they like to run a 5-2 defense. Uh, so they'll put five guys on the line of scrimmage, Reddick being the fifth, with two linebackers. That leaves a void in that area between linebacker and, and whoever's in the slot where you can go ahead and throw the football. So you can get George Kittle matched up on a safety in the slot. I think that's a win. Uh, run a little RPO action to get the ball out to me. Those are things that you could take advantage of. And we got a $5 super chat from traffic it says $1 for every pretty TD this weekend. Go Niners cry. Eagles cry. Wow. Five touchdowns prediction for traffic for the 49ers for Brock Purdy. Wow. Would that be huge? If he had that kind of game, it's just spectacular. What's up. David Villa says, what's up faithfuls and coach. Ant? let's go Niners. We getting this win on Sunday. I like the energy. That's what I'm going to say. Lucas is 99 going to show up. He's going to show up and he's going to be there and stop and help stop that run. It's going to be very pivotal in this football game to not allow the Landon Dickerson. And this is, this is where he's going to be. He's going to Javon Kinlaw is going to line up over Landon Dickerson and he's going to have to deal with Jordan Mailata. He needs to stuff them at the line of scrimmage and not allow Mailata to get to the second level. Uh, if Mylotta can make, help make that block with Dickerson and get to the second level, Miles Sanders is going to have room to run, and you're going to have guys getting on Fred and Dre and Aziz. That's not what you want. So, Kinlaw and Armstead are going to have to win. Now, Armstead, I think, has a really good opportunity to make things happen, and if they keep him and Bosa on the same side, that could be an interesting matchup over there as well with Bosa going against Lane Johnson because Lane Johnson has the injuries to the abdomen. How healthy is he? How good is he going to be? I think you do want to see Bosa on Mylotta some because I think you can beat him occasionally in the passing game uh, just because he has, I mean, unique speed, unique strength, uh, and the leverage that he'll be able to play with. But 
I mean, to me, Kinlaw and Armstead are going to be huge on the interior. If they can win and you can stop this run game on the interior, it's going to fundamentally change how the Eagles have to play offense against the 49ers defense. This, of course, is Philly has all the talent and they're getting a top 10 pick from New Orleans. Yep. I mean, that's you're you're right. You're very much right. So uh, they, they're going to be good. And, and Bebop says second easiest schedule, right? If you're looking at strength of schedule, a lot of people like to talk about the Niners strength of schedule. Uh, well, the Eagles wasn't that good either. I'm not a huge fan of strength of schedule stuff, but you're right. If if that's the case, you you got two teams that are had easier schedules. Mr. Course says both the 49ers and Eagles' biggest win were against Dallas. There you go. Uh, yeah, and they and they did it different ways. I think one time the Eagles held Dallas to 17. The other time when uh, when Jalen Hurts wasn't playing, they had Gardner Minshew and it was a shootout. Dallas scored over 40. Pretty interesting. JLE says Madden Sim tomorrow, and let's go crew. Yeah, Madden Simulation coming out tomorrow. Also, what's good with Jay in the Bay coming out tomorrow. Uh, there'll be a full slate of content tomorrow as well. And then Saturday, I'm going to do my preview show. Uh, I'm going to live stream the preview show at probably 1 o'clock on Saturday. So if you guys are you know available on Saturday, come through and check out the preview show. Uh, I'd really enjoy to have all you there. So JLE says, what was the injury report, and have they posted them? Yeah, they, they've posted, you know, so far, like, what's been going on with practice. So the concerns for the 49ers, of course, are that running backs Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell did not practice on Thursday. So on Wednesday, the report was Debo wasn't going to practice. He ended up practicing a little bit, um, and so they didn't, They basically, he was limited. He's going to be good to go. Christian McCaffrey was asked about, you know, whether he was going to play, and Christian McCaffrey said, there is zero chance of him not playing against the Eagles. So expect to see Christian McCaffrey out there with the contusion. But for, you know, for the guys who are somewhat um, limited, it's been Debo Samuel, Charles Aminahieu, Ambry Thomas. And then, of course, you know, the normal guys that have been out uh, that did not practice were Jimmy Garoppolo and then Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. I fully expect everyone besides Jimmy to play in this game. And um, Ambry Thomas, we'll see what they do with him. But, I mean, you got limited practices for a few guys. Now, Philadelphia, they pretty much rested everyone for practice. The James Bradbury, A.J. Brown, uh, Fletcher Cox, Landon Dickerson, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, uh, even though La Lane Johnson has been dealing with an injury. Um, Jason Kelsey, Avante Maddox, well, he's had been dealing with a toe. Robert Quinn, Isaac Sumalu, uh, Darius Slay, Josh Sweat. All those guys were limited in practice, so uh, they listed them as resting, pretty much. Uh, they do have a couple injuries, of course. That's Lane Johnson and then Maddox, the you know the the nickel corner. So yeah, I mean the the injury reports out. I expect everyone to be playing. It's gonna be cool. What's up, Uncle Rob? How's it going, Uncle Rob? In the house. Uh, so th there you go. Uh, traffic says I think 49ers win versus Miami was the most impressive. Then Purdy came in, and they still dominated when Miami was hot. They pretty much put an end to Miami's season. The way the 49ers played against Miami in that game changed fundamentally how teams played them and also how the Miami Dolphins were perceived. There was a chink in the armor. 49ers found it, exposed it, and then Miami Dolphins were just never the same after that. Crazy. Uh, KDR says, since the bloodline acknowledged Purdy, does that now make him the tribal chief? Has to, right? He beat out Nate Sudfeld. He beat out your guy, Nate Sudfeld, in training camp and now gets acknowledged by Paul Heyman. 
you got to think Brock Purdy is now the tribal chief of the 49ers. Love it. Yeah, I think you're right, KNDR. It is. Uh, WTM says, what teams had the most success attacking the Eagles' offensive line? Well, the Washington Commanders. I mean, the Washington Commanders are the one you have to look at right away because um, the Commanders did a very good job against the Eagles. Uh, Commanders are not a bad, you know, are a pretty good defensive front. We know the 49ers played them, and that was, you know, that was a really fun matchup. Uh, but, I mean, they they defeated the, they played the, the Eagles twice. Uh, one time they were, you know, right there. They were trying to hang with them. The next time they got it done, um, and they beat them. And it was, they scored 32 points against the Eagles and only gave up 21. Um, that was interesting. But they were able to run the football on the Eagles for over 150 yards. And, you know, Eagle fans have been coming through, and I like to listen to what they say uh, because they know their team better than most. They've been saying, yeah, but since we got Linville Joseph, since we got Dominican Sue uh, around week 12, like we just don't give up as many yards. And it was there an improvement? There was. Uh, but they were still getting ran on. I mean, it's not like they weren't. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's something to keep in mind. But, I mean, that's that. those are kind of the ways you beat the Eagles. You run, you have a balanced attack. For the Commanders, 178 on uh, rushing, I'm sorry, passing, 152 rushing. So that's how you have to do it. And then defensively, what do they do? They hold the Eagles under 100 yards rushing. And, and what that did was cause the Eagles to only get 170 yards passing. That is definitely the way that you go after these teams. And then also, they forced four turnovers. Uh, so the Eagles had four turnovers in that game. Turnovers, stop the run. That's how you win football games. So I would say that, you know, that's kind of the, that was a blueprint. I don't know. Any, no team has really been able to get it done the same way. Um, but... It seems like the 49ers have figured it out. Uh, Paul says, Purdy's games, all except for one, we scored over 30 points. Right now, there's two games because we had this playoff game and then we had the Thursday night where he's injured, which that one's hard to count. So you're right. I mean, for the most part, they're scoring 30 points. They're attacking. Um, you know, he, he's been really good at that. And I think this 49ers offense has looked probably the best that it's looked, you know, the entire season. I thought this was a tough game against the Cowboys. There were certain matchups that were tough to be able to overcome, but they still, you know, did a pretty good job. I mean, getting those 19 points was not easy. They had opportunities. They weren't able to capitalize on all of them. They kicked field goals, uh, but some playoff games just go that way. Sometimes you just have matchups that, you know, maybe they don't, they're not really the best for you, but you still have to find a way to win. And I think that's what the 49ers did in this game. Lou said, oh, and JLE says the ghost of Sue. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, right? Maybe it's gonna, it's gonna get him. Lou says, where will Kyle attack Philly's D the most? Thoughts? I think he's going to try to find matchups where he can be in his base personnel and then get George Kittle lined up on a safety or on a linebacker or Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. One thing that the Eagles were doing early in the game against the Giants was the Giants were sending two guys out, whether it was a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back, out in the flat and leaving him at the line of scrimmage. We've seen the 49ers do this as a check down. So if there's a lot of penetration, just get the ball out. Well, the Eagles were giving him about 10 yards of space. Uh, so they got the ball to Saquon a couple times, and he was able to get some positive yards. That is something I would try to do if I was the, the 49ers, is put Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle out in those situations sometimes. And if they're going to play off, throw that ball and let him pick up five or six yards. That's an extension of the run game. 
what happened was once it started working, the Eagles brought their linebackers and safeties come flying up on those plays. That's all well and good. But if they're there, they're not somewhere else. And it opened up holes in the secondary. There was a play where Daniel Jones, uh, they've got Saquon Barkley goes in motion and he runs a wheel route. So a wheel route goes around the outside up towards the, the sideline. He's wide open. There's no one there. He just won't pull the trigger on it. And that's kind of the weaknesses that I see is taking advantage of Blankenship and Kaiser White in coverage, but also the Eagles' willingness you know, to take plays away with aggressiveness sometimes opens up other areas. Uh, so I think that's kind of where I would go. And then I would also start by throwing the football, Lou. I would throw the football early to soften up the Eagles' defense, and then I would run the football in the C-gaps, which is at the tackle area, kick Ridgeway, or Redick out, run underneath there. Uh, those are areas, those were bubbles. The Giants started taking advantage of those in the uh, second half, and it worked, uh, but they didn't attack it early. And I think it was their adjustments that took too long to manifest, and then they just didn't execute at the level they needed to. B. Will says, I was watching the Mac and Mac podcast earlier who cover the Eagles to see what they are saying. Both are big fanboys of Brock. Interesting. I, I didn't know that they liked Brock Purdy over there. Uh, Burt Reynolds says, bigger obstacle, Eagles offense or Eagles defense? Um, I think the biggest obstacle is the Eagles. I'm going to say they're, oh, man, that one's tough. Wow, Burt Reynolds making me think about this one. I'm going to go with the offense because I think the offense is so uh, difficult because of Jalen Hurts. His ability to run the football, the pressure they put on you with the RPO, uh, you know, being able to throw the ball that way or the read option with him being able to run. Um, I think it just makes you play, you know, your spot, like your role, uh, do your job, and you don't really have freedom to do very much off of that. So I think I think that's that's where I would go is, is Eagles offense, just because you have to be on your P's and Q's every single time. But the defense is no joke either, you know. But I do think Kyle Shanahan can find ways um, to score on the Eagles defense. I don't think it's going to be in droves. I don't think they're going to go in there and blow them out. Don't get me wrong, but I do think there's opportunities to, you know, get some points. And I think that yeah, it's a little bit more difficult that offense just because, you know, how you have to play it. It's tough. Fortnite's faithful forever. How's it going? Says, what's up, Ant? Everybody overlooking the 49ers is crazy. Yeah, the national media. We've been talking about East Coast bias for a long time. Uh, and they definitely you know, they definitely look at the Eagles as the team. They don't want to see the 49ers, you know, as the winners. Um, you know, I think that Jalen Hurts is the MVP candidate. He's a more sexy player overall, you know, as far as he can run, he can throw, uh, he's dominant. And then you got, you know, Brock Purdy on the other side. And, you know, I think if Brock Purdy would have went out and thrown for three touchdowns against Dallas, uh, there might be a different thought process, but uh, they're wanting to call him a system quarterback and all that. You know, you, you're, you're, you can only operate within the system you're in. Uh, Joe Montana was perfect for the West Coast offense. That's why it worked. Uh, but he still had the ability. He still had the ability to get the ball where he needed to get it. Uh, and the offense doesn't work without him. And I see that same sort of thing in Brock as far as he fits the offense. He's able to operate within the offense. He's intelligent enough to know what things he needs to do within the offense. Um, to me, I they're overlooking him. But that just gives the four yards an opportunity to prove him all wrong. Uh, let him be underdogs for the rest of the year. You know, when they go into the, the Super Bowl, whether it's Cincinnati or or Kansas City, let it be, let it be an underdog then too. Uh, it'll take a little bit of the pressure off. You know, Brock Purdy, hey, you're not expected to win. Go out there and do what you got to do. 
Uh, Forkall says, would Maddox be covering Jennings normally? If he's hurt, could we expect him? Maybe. Yeah, he would be covering Jennings or whoever they decide to get in the slot. You know, one of the things you could take advantage of when they're in zone uh, is getting a Debo Samuel, a Brandon Ayuk matched up, you know, inside on him or even, you know, George Kittle, uh, the size advantage that you can have there. And then also, you know, just getting, you're right, he is dealing with a toe. I don't know how much that'll affect him as far as speed goes. Um, but yeah, Jawan Jennings has been successful all year long in the slot in those big situations. Third downs will be huge. And Jennings versus Maddox is probably something we're going to end up seeing. Paul says containing Jalen Hurts will be paramount. It is. It's huge. Uh, if they can keep him in the in the pocket and they can keep him from scrambling and being able to extend plays and to extend drives with getting first downs on third, uh, they're going to win the game. I mean, that's that's how easy it is because he's a really he's a really a linchpin in what they do. I mean, the evidence is he doesn't play two games. They lose two games. Uh, they're just not as good a team without Jalen Hurts as they are with him. Uh, Perk, how's it going? Says, Eagles getting baptized on Sunday, according to everybody uh, we already lost. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think most people think the Eagles are just getting smoked. Uh, I think the 49ers, you know, uh, are the ones that are, you know, I, I mean, I think that the 49ers are going to handle business. And you're right. Everyone thinks... Uh, the Eagles are are going to handle the 49ers. I don't see it. I, I think I think this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be fun. Uh, and Paul says, kind of makes you think how Trey Lance might look in a four yards offense. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, those were the ideas, right? I mean, that's what Kyle Shanahan was thinking. You know, the same sort of things that you're having to worry about with Jalen Hurts. He was hoping you'd have to worry about with Trey Lance. Um, but Jalen Hurts, you know, has, has been able to stay healthy for the most part and be on the field, and Trey hasn't. And that's definitely hurt his throat or hurt his um his growth. But also, Jalen Hurts played all that time at Alabama, played another year at Oklahoma. Like he's a very seasoned player as far as snaps. And I think that helped his translation into the NFL. Uh Four Yards Faithful says, can exploit the linebackers in coverage. Yes. Absolutely. That's an area you can definitely handle. Um, so I think that. That is an area that I would target right away. I would also target Reed Blankenship. Those guys, to me, are advantage 49ers. Um, and what you might have to do is, and this is what I think they're going to have to do, pass to set up the run. Uh, so if you get, and this is what I've been saying all week, take what the defense gives you. So, I mean, if they come up with their five-man front, two two linebackers in the box, I mean, if you got a favorable area to run the football, go ahead. Uh, but if they sneak one of their safeties in, you know, if they go ahead and they bring Gardner Johnson in, or they bring Reed Blankenship in, uh, then then go ahead and um, you know pass the football, take advantages of those open areas that are going to be open down the field in the middle of the field, you know places the Giants were able to execute, the 49ers do that at an even higher level. So I, I think yeah, I think you can take advantage of linebackers, then you can take advantage of Reed Blankenship and coverage. Uh, they got good players, but it doesn't mean they can't be beat. Um, a scheme does a lot of it, but players going out there and making you know the right reads is going to be huge in this game. And D. Will says, Joe moved within the pocket like Brock. He, his, his pocket awareness was fantastic. He moved in the pocket. He climbed the pocket. He would get outside when he needed to. Steve would do the same thing. Like, those guys were really good pocket awareness. So was Jeff Garcia. Um, so, I mean, those guys all, that's why those offenses really clicked. And I think that's an area that Brock Purdy has brought to this team. Lou says, it seems like the Warriors have issues with mobile quarterbacks. They must be disciplined and set the edge. Yeah, it's going to be a theme through the entire game. And I think D'Amico Ryans is going to need to dial up some edge pressure. 
uh, whether that's bringing, you know, Jimmy Ward on a blitz, bringing Hufanga, bringing, you know, Dre Greenlaw, um, fanning out his guys into a wide nine and then bringing uh, Fred Warner up the middle. I think there's going to be have to be a lot of creative ways, you know, to go ahead and and set edges. And then, you know, when it comes to the read option, I mean, you can you, Jalen Hurts is going to find your read, uh, the read, and then you're going to have to make sure you don't squeeze down too far. So you want to squeeze it down to not leave a huge hole. And when I say squeeze down, the ed, the tackle is going to vacate in the zone right here. The edge defender has to freeze to stop Jalen Hurts from running the ball. That's the read. He's got to squeeze it down some to prevent it from being a huge hole where Miles Sanders or Gamewell could just run straight up the field and get a huge gain. Well, as he squeezes, he's still got to make sure he keeps outside leverage on, on Jalen Hurts. So once he does, then he can make Hurts give the football. What I'm saying is the 49ers need to continue to vary their looks. Sometimes have your defensive end be the read. Other times let him collapse down the line of scrimmage to take away the run and use a linebacker to take away Hurts. Or sometimes let him let the defensive end go down and do what they did against the Seahawks and use a safety to take away Hurts in the run. Um, as long as Hurts knows somebody's there, he's going to give. And if he doesn't, he's going to get tackled in the backfield for a loss. So I think varying those looks is very important for the 49ers in this game. And that's, I think, how you handle a mobile quarterback. Force third and longs and then play the sticks and play zone. If you're playing man and you're turned and running, uh, Jalen Hurts can beat you if he gets outside the pocket. If you're in zone, you have a better chance of rallying and making a tackle in front of the sticks. Third and longs are paramounts. Winning on first and second down is huge for the 49ers in this game. Forkel says, do you think Goddard is a problem for us? I would normally say yes to a tight end being a problem, but the way I watched, I went back and watched week two last year. Uh, Dallas Goddard was covered a variety of different ways. There was no Dre Greenlaw in the game. Fred Warner was all over him. They used Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward on him. I think that they can use Talano Hufanga and use uh, Fred Warner to kind of you know help cover him, but we've seen Dre be able to cover you know, Gasecki and, and guys like that. So uh, he presents an issue for sure. He's a good player. But I think the 49ers, you know, can handle him in areas. Do I think he's going to get catches? Yes. Uh, but I don't think Goddard is like a huge rapid improvement over like Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think both of those guys are, are pretty close, even though Goddard is more physical and tougher to bring down. Um, yeah. Uh, 49ers Faithful says, have to squeeze the pocket and keep your pass lane integrity. So yeah, big time facts. Uh, you got to squeeze it. And that's why I promote, especially on third and long, bringing a fifth guy. Bring someone off the edge. Uh, bring someone up the middle. Uh, muddy up those lanes in the interior. And then just keeping your lanes and collapse the pocket. And keep those outside guys you know, where, where they have to keep him in the box or in the pocket. Make him throw the football. Make Jalen Hurts beat you throwing the football. And if he does, commend him. Tip your hat and say, you know what? You got it done. Uh, but don't let him beat you the other way. Google counts says, I felt super confident in Dallas matchup, but the Eagles are different kind of beasts. I don't expect a blowout on either side, and it's going to come down to which defense folds. Yeah, I, I think it's going to come down to the end. These two teams are too good. Uh, they're too talented. They have good coaching staffs. An advantage could be, you know, the, the coaching staff of the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's experienced play calling, understanding his personnel and the personnel matchups he can get, and D'Amico Ryan's against Nick Sirianni. Um, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a cool matchup. Uh, but you're right. It's going to come down to the end, and defense is going to be a huge part of it. Uh, who knows who gets the upper hand? I mean, I think there's advantages for both teams. He will says, Hurts, uh, 
balled out here in Oklahoma. Purdy also came to Norman and threw six TDs against the Sooners. Right, I went back and watched that game a little bit. Those two guys went at it, went crazy. Uh, fun times, you know. I mean, I don't expect it to be that kind of shootout. Um, you know, big, you know, it is with Big 12 offense, but I think it's going to be a good matchup. And I think both teams are going to have, I think both quarterbacks are going to make plays. Uh, they're going to extend plays. It's just, you know, who can get, like Lou was saying earlier, the turnover battle. Who can win that turnover battle? I think it's going to have a really good chance to win the game. Uh, Joseph Toma says, what makes the Eagles better than the 49ers? Nothing. 50-50 chance. I love those odds. I don't think anything makes them better. I think in areas, they are better than the 49ers, right? I think they have a better offensive line. They probably have more depth along the defensive line, making, you know, and they're definitely better pass rushers overall. Uh, but there are other areas where the 49ers win. Tight end, win. Um, overall running back room, win. I think it's close, but it's a win. Uh, wide receiver room, I think it's close to a wash. Uh, I, you know, when you go to linebackers, 49ers win. Uh, secondary is pretty much a wash. You know, I think they got good players on both sides. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that it's it's cool. And later, Lou, have a good one. Hope you have a, a good night. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 50-50, right? You got to love it. Two good teams. Whoever executes better is going to win. Paul says, hey, coach, you talking about passing uh, to set up the, the run sounds like a famous guy named Bill Walsh. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to do it. If a defense presents you with something, you take advantage of it. Uh, every team wants to do something. You always want to establish a run game. It's so important. But if you need to pass to set up the run game, you do it. It doesn't matter when you establish a run game, just that you do it. Uh, so if you need a first quarter and you can go ahead and march down the field and you can score points passing the football and then they adjust and then you're able to get to the run game, well, now you can run it 30 times in three quarters and absolutely take their will. Uh, I think that that's something to remember. It's not when you engage the run game, just that you do it, and that they think you're going to do it. The fear of you running the football can be enough to get your play-action game going. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's one of those things that Bill Walsh was very good at it. He thought everything was an extension of something else, and it is. Um, and, you know, that's how the 49ers have to play this game. If, they're, if they come up and they give them a good run box, then run the ball. If they're going to leave it open to run the football, run the football until it's not open anymore. But... I just think that, you know, they're, they're, I think the defense is going to come up and try to pressure Purdy, uh, take away the run game, and make Purdy beat him. He's got to prove he can do it. And if he does early on, which we all know he can, um, it's going to change things up. What's up, John? How's it going? San Francisco now says, what's up, Coach Antho and the TCC? I'm kind of liking the fact the national media uh, talking up the Eagles and kind of overlooking us. Prime position for snatching their heart out. You never worry about the national media and what they say. Number one, they're usually wrong. Uh, and number two, they don't have a pulse on who the 49ers actually are. Uh, there are certain, you know, national media that have an idea of who the 49ers are because they come around, you know, guys like Peter Schrager, you know, guys like that. They come around the organization, they talk to players and, and coaches. So they have a pulse on who this team is. Uh, but for the most part, most of these guys barely watch the games and then they sit back and they give their opinions. And then, you know, that's fine, but, I mean, when you're really in it, you know, you understand who this team is and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And sometimes I just shake my head when they talk about players in a category in which they don't understand. But, hey, they're they're the ones that are doing it. Um, they get, a you know, they get their clicks and they get what they want, and that's fine. You know, everyone can, can do what they want, but when it comes down to it, uh, nothing we say matters. Nothing in the national media matters. It doesn't matter who they pick. It's going to be decided on the field, and the best team's going to win, and hopefully it's the 49ers because they're a really good football team. Traffic says when the 49ers do win this weekend, who do you want them to face in the Super Bowl? 
Um, I'm I'm want I want the Bengals. I, I do. I, I think that the 49ers match up well with the Bengals. Uh the Bengals will be a tough team to beat for sure, but so would Kansas City. I just like 49ers versus Bengals matchup wise a little bit better, a less mobile quarterback with Joe Burrow. I mean, he could still move and extend plays. Uh, but some of the things Mahomes does are ridiculous. So yeah. Uh, Google says if Niners win, would you rather face Kermit the Frog or McCauley Culkin? Give me McCauley Culkin. Even though Macaulay Culkin is a beast quarterback, man, he's good. Google counts his aunt. Do you guys uh, have a gauge on what the Eagles content creators are saying about this game? I don't. I haven't really had time to go check it out. I was actually approached by several about doing shows. Um, but with my my schedule this week, I just didn't have time to do any uh, shows with Eagles content creators, which, you know, I mean, it, it, it's tough when you're trying to find time and you got personal life and stuff. But uh, I don't know what they're saying, you know what I mean? Somebody came in here, I think D. Will came in here earlier and said um, that they were, Eagles content creators were, you know, fans of Brock Purdy. So I don't know. I might have to go check some of those out. Maybe while I'm working, I'll listen to one of their podcasts or something like that. Uh, Joseph Thomas says, 49ers Bengals Super Bowl for me. Yeah, I like it. I'm in the same category. Jim Gorilla says, Chris Jones versus Mike doesn't sit well in my gut. Give me the kitty cats. I'm, I'm with you. I agree with that. Uh, I like it. Um, and Raheem, uh, Rasheen, I'm sorry, says, LOL, tall task to win in Philly. Yeah, I, I agree. That is a tall task. Uh, if you listen to the show, you definitely know we're not taking Philly lightly by any means. They're a very good football team. Um, they have a lot of talent. I think this is going to be a close matchup. I think both teams are, are very well equipped. Uh, both can run the football. Both can throw the football pretty well. Uh, good defenses on both sides of the ball. I mean, to me, this is pretty evenly matched. It's going to come down to who executes at the right moment. So uh, I think the 49ers can do it. I really do. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm about to check out of here, but thanks everyone for coming through for the live. I really appreciate it. Uh, playoff talk today. We'll be having more content coming out all week, including the Madden simulation tomorrow. So check that out. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's a really good one. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed. If you're on Patreon, uh, the scouting report video will come out on there. If you're a channel member, I just put out slightly offsides over on uh, Patreon and for channel members this week. Uh, so I hope you guys all enjoy it. Uh, but until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.